Welcome to Charlotte Mason Says. I'm John Schindel, here with my wife, Crystal. Join us as we read and discuss the home education series. John, have you always thought you were going to homeschool your children? Yeah, probably, to be perfectly honest. Given my background was being homeschooled and the, I don't know, the state of the school system and education and educators and public schools and all of that, I think it's always been, at least in the back of my mind, that we would be homeschooling our children, or even that I would be homeschooling my children if and when I had children. So even before we were married, that was probably in the back of my head. So yes, I think answers that question. So you were exposed to homeschooling very early on? I, you could call it exposed. You were homeschooled starting from? I was So I was homeschooled uh, starting from second grade. When I was at home from second grade all the way through graduation. And that was, that was the sole, well, I guess no. So I was in public school in first grade. Not that I remember any of it. And I was in a private Christian school for whatever was before that. So homeschooling has always been on your radar as a probable method of educating your children. Yeah, always. And even after graduation from high school, I was always a part of the homeschool community in town. I was I coached a basketball team first because my little brother was on it. And then when he graduated, I continued coaching. But it was a homeschool team, uh, a part of a homeschool organization. So I've, I've been either a homeschooler or in the homeschool community for a very long time uh, until really until we moved away from Albuquerque. But even after that, that's when we had two children and we were starting to talk about education. And that's when Crystal started looking into how to educate and what does it mean to be a home educator and resources that are available. And I know you went to several conferences while we were in Austin. By several, I think I might mean two. But it became a part of our education conversations at the time. I am pretty similar. When I was in school, I went to a mix of schools, but I was homeschooled for a a couple of years. And homeschooling has always been on my radar. It was not something that was daunting or scary. And one of the things my parents said and did was they chose to keep each of us home until second grade. And that has always resonated with me, where those first couple of years are crucial to building an absolutely strong foundation, as well as building relationships with each other, well, with my siblings and my parents. So I know that's one of the reasons that we've talked about homeschooling, and it's a conversation or a topic that we bring up on a semi-regular basis when we look at Ian, our oldest, as he interacts with the twins, who are six years younger than him, where if he had been in preschool, he would have been in school when they were born. And he would have been in a program for most of the day while they were little. And now he would be in first grade, and he would be in school again for the better part of the day. And then he'd get home and he would have homework to do. So we see a lot of interaction between him and his younger siblings that wouldn't be available if he was in a school system. Now, that's not to say that there wouldn't be interaction, but the amount of interaction. We talk about quality time versus quantity time. And while 
quality time is certainly important. The, the point I think we've come to is that quantity time, when you're talking children, uh, is the goal. We want, we want quantity. We want to be with our children. We want our children to be with our children. We want our children to be with good friends, with friends that we like, with children of friends that we like. And quantity is important. So if we're talking, we're going to send our children to school for six hours a day, that's six hours a day that they're not at home interacting with their siblings. So there's certainly an element of time spent that is, in our opinion, critical. And I think, now I've not read as much of Charlotte Mason as a lot of other folks, but I think that is reflected in a lot of what she says. But I'm sure we'll get into that in the future. The, the other thing I like about homeschooling is that it's flexible. You, you get to choose either as a parent what your child is going to learn, or you get to choose as a child what you're gonna learn. I know when I was in high school, I got to choose a couple of subjects for myself. I studied aerodynamics when I was a freshman in high school. Why? Well, because I could, because I was interested in planes. And it was really cool. I still remember a lot of the things I learned that year because I was in charge of that class. I found a book and I read it and it was really neat. I learned a lot about principles of aerodynamics, of wings, of contours, of all that crap. And and that was an experience that I don't think I would have had had I not been in charge of that. So that's a that's another reason that that I think is homeschooling is a is a very good and effective way of education. So have you always been interested in home educating your children? Yes and no. I grew up with my education being based on where I was, what the situation was, what was around us, what the opportunities were. And based on that, each of us, I have three siblings, each of us went to something that fit for us for that year. And sometimes it was homeschool, sometimes it was public school, sometimes it was private school, and it all depended. So growing up, I was never afraid of homeschooling. It was a part of life that happened. And it would always, has always been on my radar as a possibility for, for teaching our children. So when did you start seriously considering homeschooling as the option for our children? When we were living in Albuquerque, we did not want to send our children to the public schools. And so I began looking more into homeschooling. Our firstborn was born in May of 2012, and our second very quickly followed in September of 2013. And they were just a lot of fun. We had the two of them at home, and we would do things and go places. And then we moved to Texas and had another child. Our third was, came November of 2015. And by that time, uh, we had met some friends who were looking at homeschooling as well and went to a conference, went to the Great Homeschool Convention in Fort Worth, Texas in 2016, when my oldest was three, almost four, and was first overwhelmed by the amount of material and things that were in the conference, but also introduced to different forms of homeschooling, different philosophies of homeschooling, to the classical tradition, to Charlotte Mason, to, to more traditional forms. And 
found a program called the Homegrown Preschooler who talked a lot about the emphasis on play, the emphasis on doing things with your hands. And by this time, since we had three children, it was amazing to see them interact with each other. And the thought of sending our oldest away for at minimum three hours a day, multiple days a week, just didn't feel right. No, it didn't. And and in the schooling systems, either private or public, typically at four or five, uh, or I guess three or four, you're in preschool, which can be part day, part uh, half day, couple days a week. But when you get into kindergarten, typically your full day, all days of the week. And that just continues into first, second, and so on. Which is a lot of time. And a lot of places, from what I've heard, don't necessarily have naps when you get to kindergarten anymore. And rest time and quiet time and nap time was very important in our family. And so everything just was leading towards homeschooling. So when you say that you went to that conference and you were introduced to Classical and Charlotte Mason, what about the Charlotte Mason philosophy in particular interested you? What jumped out at you and and caught you? It didn't jump out at me that first year. Um, That first year I, I was introduced to the fact that there were other schools of thought about education and about how people learn. That's right, because you came home and we talked a lot about classical education at that Mm -hmm. point. It was the next one in 2017. I went to the same conference and went to uh, Brandy Vensel's Start Here, Charlotte Mason in One Hour class. I don't, honestly, looking into Charlotte Mason now, I have no idea how she boiled it down to one hour. (laughs) (laughs) But everything felt right. She basically went over her 2018 principles distilled it in such a way that everything was logical step after step this is why we do what we do how we do it and that was what grabbed me and hooked me in the the concise presentation of it Mm -hmm. or the fact that it all just makes sense A, a little of both it it makes sense that you know her first point children are born persons Yes, that's how we live life. That's how John and I choose to parent. And we hadn't put it in those specific words. That's true. But that's already what we did. Well, and it was something we've talked about, too. We talk to our children as if they're people. We don't talk to them with baby voices. We don't talk to them as if they're idiots. We talk to them like they're people, like they're intelligent people. And there is a level of intelligence that they show just by the fact that we speak to them as if they're intelligent. Mm-hmm. And holy cow, they're intelligent. They're, they're so much smarter than I think they are. They're so much quicker to put things together than I presume they will be. Even the twins at a little over a year, they listen and they understand and they communicate. That was something I was blown away with in parenting when our first, when Ian was little, was exactly how much he understood how early he understood it regardless of whether he could communicate back in ways that I could understand he understood me and he understood what I was saying and you could see the little wheels behind his eyes turning 
when he was thinking about disobeying or doing something that I told him not to do. Or even just problem solving, trying to figure out how how the pieces go together on a thing. I remember distinctly one time, Ian, I was home alone with Ian and uh, our, our back door had a, had a security gate on it and he closed the door because he was playing with it because it was a security door. It was just a giant wrought iron door and he tried to get it back open. He reached up for the handle because he knew that that's how the door opened because he'd seen us do it. He couldn't get it. So he started crying. Well, he wasn't crying because he was angry. He wasn't crying because he was hurt. He was crying because he needed to get my attention. He was communicating with me. And the instant I opened the door, he trundled in and he was cool. It was great. And so even at that age, when when there was something that was was very wrong, he didn't stop to, or he, he, he didn't all of a sudden just lose it and start crying because the world was ending. He started crying because he needed to communicate. And all of our children have done that. They're all, well, okay, they all haven't locked themselves out of the house by the security gate because we don't have one anymore. But they're all, they're all hyper-intelligent. They're all really smart. And I don't think that's unique to our children. I think children, by and large, are really smart. And I think that's one of the things that, like you were talking about, Charlotte Mason uses. Children are smart and children can learn. So that conference was in the early spring of 2017. Ian was four. He was almost five. And in Charlotte Mason, you don't really start until you're six. So I was like, okay, that's awesome. I don't have to. I have, I have another year, year and a half to Yay. actually figure out what I'm doing. But now I have a philosophy. And that's something I would highly recommend anyone who is starting to homeschool or getting into homeschooling or who has little children to go to conferences only to listen to the speakers, only to figure out what's out there, what's going on, to narrow your options down. Or to expand your options. Or to expand your options. But once I, it, once I figured that Charlotte Mason was the way I wanted to go, that took a lot of options off the table. A lot of different schools of thought teach things in vastly different ways. Mm-hmm. So I could just close that off and say, nope, I'm not doing that. So I spent the next year, first had twins in July, and twins is a, a all-consuming, absolutely insane experience. So that, that next year was a, a large blur as far as what was going on and happening. It was very sleep-deprived. But decided to do Charlotte Mason, like I said, and ended up choosing to go with Ambleside Online as our main uh, framework for homeschooling. We officially began August 13 of 2018. We are just about done with our first term, our first 12-week term. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. One of the things that you touched on there that I want to touch on real briefly, I won't, I won't talk too long about this, but you talked about philosophy of education. And in reading through the preface to the Home Educator series, Charlotte Mason talks a lot about the philosophy of education and what is it. And she has her ideas about what that philosophy is and her philosophy. And you were, you were suggesting that 
parents who are looking into home educating uh, go to conferences to hear what's out there. One of the things that I would suggest to parents and one of the things that we're going to be talking about for a long time is what is your philosophy of education? What is your philosophy of parenting? And how does that inform what you do on a daily basis? Because without a, without a philosophy, without an overriding system, the decisions that you make day to day are just that. They're, they're decisions that you make day to day. And today it might feel right to do this and tomorrow it might feel right to do that. But if you have thought about an overarching philosophy for education and for parenting, then those decisions become based on a framework and they become consistent. Not because you're a consistent person, but because you have something that is forcing you to be consistent. You're holding yourself to that philosophy so that when your children disobey, well, you have a philosophy of discipline or correction. When your children do good, you have a philosophy for how to how to reward that and encourage that. When your children are doing this, that, or the other, you have you have a baseline philosophy as to how to handle those situations. And as new situations come up, then you get to implement that into your philosophy. And that's something Crystal and I do a lot of. We talk about, hey, this thing happened. Okay, what does that really mean in the grand scheme of things? How are we going to approach this behavioral situation or this behavior of disobedience or or this behavior of, of obedience, the obedience, the opposite of disobedience? And so a, a framework of philosophy is very important. And I think you asked me earlier what draws what what drew me to Charlotte Mason. I flippantly said, well, you said Charlotte Mason. But after that, the thing that has drawn me so much to Charlotte Mason is she's talked, she talks about philosophy. She talks about an overarching belief system and how that informs education and learning. And I think that's something that's very important to me. And it's something that I'm excited to get into over the next weeks and months and years as we dive into her works, as we, as we read her stuff, as we talk about it. And as our children get older and and learn more this leads directly into what we're doing here john and i need to read through the books ourselves i have i have read through most of volume one home education and i don't think john has nope i've not i've read the preface (laughs) and part of chapter one of volume two so we are looking at going through the books chapter by chapter, paragraph by paragraph, and diving in and seeing what she's actually saying, what she is, who she is reading, what she is uh, forming as her philosophy, how it applies to our culture today, how it applies in our personal lives, what we take from her, what we decide to leave behind, and inviting you guys to come along with us because... It'd be a lot more fun with more people than John and I. <laughs> well, and the great thing is, is Crystal and I are not philosophers. I'm an engineer. Um, I think in very uh, straight terms, Crystal's an accountant. She's less of a straight term thinker than I am. But but we both have, uh, I don't know, we're, we're, not, uh, we're not deep thinkers. Um, we're also not steeped in Charlotte Mason or... 
yet. <laughs> yet. We're, we haven't been, I mean, we, we didn't grow up in Charlotte Mason homes or classical education homes. We're people who are going to read a book and try and get smarter. And it's always good to try and get smarter. So we'll see where that takes us. We're also looking to simply read what she says. We are not looking to figure out how to perfectly implement a Charlotte Mason education. We are looking to figure out what exactly she is saying. Because there are a lot of places, and this is another conversation we've had, there are a lot of places that, that give commentary on what she said. And you can certainly read that. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're going to give a commentary. We're going to give what our thoughts are about her and about what she's saying. Book club style. Book club style. (laughs) And the hope is that as we do this, you'll read through it with us as well. Or you won't and you'll you'll rely on us for, for those thoughts. And hopefully we'll be reading from her material enough that that you'll be uh, inspired to read along with us. We're going to be starting with book number two, Parents and Children, partially because we have a lot of little children. Our oldest is six, and we have five children. And That's a lot of kids. Partially because a lot of things have been said out there about volume one. It's the first one. It also deals with younger children. And partially because I've already read it, and I would rather read something new. Ta-ta for now.